Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday, Andrew. It's always a good Friday on Text Talk. Always a good Friday because we find Jesus everywhere in Hebrews. Yeah, we do. We find it all over the Word. In fact, where do we start this week? But by an understanding that all of this scripture is actually from the Son, from yes. Jesus. Every bit of this, whether it's in red or black. Yeah. He it is, is whether it's in the gospels or in the epistles, epistles. or the history. It's all mm-hmm. it's all Jesus' word. It's all Jesus' word. It's all, all Jesus' Jesus word. word. And I will tell you that uh, being Friday, we have Bible classes exploring Jesus' word on Sundays at five o'clock at Livingston. We'll be meeting at 10 a.m. to worship. If you're in the Tampa area, come out and be with us. We'd love to meet you. All the information is at our website, ChristiansMeetHere.org. I want to read the same thing you read yesterday. I'm going to read it from the English Standard Version, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, all the way through the end of the chapter. All right. For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That is why he's not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children God has given me. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. So he is called here, particularly toward the end of the reading of verse 17, a merciful and faithful high priest in all things pertaining to God. Well, as we said yesterday, he was perfected. He became all that God wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. He became all that we need him to be through this suffering, for, through this death. Well, maybe we should think for just a moment about this idea of being a priest or being a high priest mm. and what that was about, right? Mm. So my understanding of a priest is akin to the idea of a mediator, but that the priest is one who is representing God to the people. But then would also, in making sacrifices or rites of worship, be bringing the praise of the people to God. And so the, the priest functions in this uh, yeah, middle role. Yes. Right? And I think especially here, the, the tie with the sacrifice mm-hmm. is, is what's bring, brought about. He made purification, having made purification. Yeah. As we go through this, this Hebrew writer is, is really, he's tantalizing. Hmm. So for this first chapter and a half, we're hearing about the sun, the sun, the sun. Yeah. It's not until we get, in, for right. us, chapter in chapter two, two. I yeah. mean, we're several paragraphs in before he finally says, well, I, by the way, I'm talking about Jesus, right? Yeah. In case y'all didn't know, Jesus. And it was really interesting because he's talking about how this son is above angels, is above angels, is above mm-hmm. angels. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not until he says, yeah, but for a little while he was made lower than the angels that he tells us, I am talking about Jesus. Exactly. And now exactly. he's bringing up 
priest. Yeah, a high priest. A high priest. And he, he tells us how Jesus gets there. Jesus gets there because he becomes the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. He becomes the perfect sacrifice. But as a Jewish person, yeah, there's automatically questions of, wait a minute, why would this guy be a priest? Right. He's not going to answer for a while. Or even a high priest, right? Well, because especially a high priest. Especially a high priest. What we learn in the Old Testament in this revealed law of Moses is that priests come from the tribe of Levi. Mm-hmm. And high priests are supposed to be descendants even of Aaron yeah. and his family. So it's it's a family in the tribe of Levi, where high priests come from. And uh, as we learn about Jesus, particularly genealogies are given at the beginning of Matthew, he's actually not from the tribe of Levi. Mm-hmm. He's, he's from the wrong, wrong tribe to, to be a priest, and he's certainly you know not from the, the family of Aaron. And, yeah, and it's not like if you go through his father, it's from Judah and David. If you go through his mother, it's from Aaron and Levi, or vice versa, because Matthew and Luke, I think showing both parents' genealogy, both of them are from David, mm-hmm. from Judah. Yeah, they're that, the, Jesus they're that is, tribe. Jesus is not from the priestly tribe. Yeah, and so it, it does you know, raise a question. We were talking uh, you know, last week in chapter 1 that one of the amazing things about Hebrews, uh, perhaps, is how is it that you argue Jesus is the Christ and the fulfillment of all these things? from the Old Testament, from the Scriptures. And uh, we've already pointed out, well, he's drawing from the Psalms, he's drawing from Isaiah, and he's coming from all these places. But the deal with the Jewish people and Jewish background people is they know good and well uh, that priests are supposed to be Levites. And so there's there's going to be perhaps a little, at least a question, maybe a pushback. How can this be so that Jesus is a high priest when but not really is he a high priest, according to the law of Moses. So all of this came, comes about through his death. And as we look here at this final paragraph of what we have as chapter 2, since therefore, um, verse 14, since okay. therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has power of death, that is the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it's not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. This reminds me of the entire story of Egyptian bondage and especially how it ended. So we're already bringing up, when we're calling him a high priest, we're bringing up these descendants of Levi and Aaron. But of course, remember, Moses was a Levite. Right. Moses could act as a priest because he was of that family that God called. Aaron could act as a priest and be the high priest because he was of that family that God called. And we recognized what did God free Israel from through Moses and Aaron? Yeah. Lifelong slavery. The Egyptian bondage. And then he turned around and destroyed the one who was keeping them bound. Right. And so our author here is telling us, you remember what Moses did? You remember what Aaron did? This is what Jesus has done. He has followed in their footsteps. He became as one of us. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like Moses. What did Moses have to do? He had to step down from being Pharaoh's child, sure, because he had been ra- or grandchild, he had been raised by the daughter of Pharaoh. He had to step back down and become as his brothers and sisters, and then through that he delivered Israel by the grace of God mm-hmm. from lifelong slavery, destroyed the enemy, the accuser, the one who is holding them in bondage, and 
his family becomes the priests. Yeah. The Hebrew author is, he's not going to explain to us scriptural authority as far as like until a couple of chapters later. Yeah, we'll get there. We know Psalm 110, he's a priest after the order of Melchizedek. We've, we've read this whole book before. We know that's where it's going. So we'll just go ahead and throw that out there in case you're worried about it. But <laughs> what he's really showing right now is that Jesus has done this thing that Moses did. Mm-hmm. And I bring all that up because I'm just telling you, in chapter 3, you know what we're going to start looking at? Mm-hmm. We're going to start looking at the fact that Jesus is superior to Moses. Yes. Yes, we are. Jesus is, So it's it's this interlocking, interweaving, kind of tantalizing, let me throw this thing out there, now let me come back and start explaining it and showing what all of this means. Yeah. But here we see Jesus taking on the role that Moses had for the Israelites, but he does it better. Yeah. No, and he is, and he is a greater high priest. Uh, even... Um, Working through these verses here, there's this emphasis about him becoming like the children, right? And so this role of mediator, that he has done that perfectly by coming and putting on flesh to to stand in between and bring God to men and represent men to God. He, he does all of that, uh, you know, in the unique properties of being God the Son, the Son of God. And in all of this, he becomes a merciful and faithful high priest. Yeah, that's beautiful. So, so we, we, we're getting kind of stuck on the high priest side of it, but let's talk a little bit about merciful and faithful, mm-hmm. because that's, that's really the thing to recognize, the merciful and faithful high priest. As he is making propitiation for sins, he is tasting death so that we don't have to. He is dispelling the wrath of God right. through his sacrifice. He is the merciful and faithful. And this says something to me. Yesterday, we talked about him being perfected by yeah. this suffering, yeah. becoming what we need him to be. But what I realize as I, as I think through that, uh, to be merciful and faithful, because it says he was made that, again, by the suffering that he might become merciful and faithful. Was Jesus not already completely compassionate without going through this? Was he not already completely faithful without going through this? Well, I mean, yeah, he's God. He's divine. He has everything that God needs. He he has the mercy. He has the compassion. He has the faithfulness and the loyalty. So, okay, so now I'm, I'm walking through. Wait a minute. All right, so what does this perfecting mean? Is it something that was intrinsic in Jesus that he was lacking that he needed? Well, no, not at all. Mm-mm. No, it was something that I lacked mm-hmm. that he is giving to me. It's not that he lacked some mercy, so he suffered, so he'd become more merciful. It's not that he lacked some loyalty, so he suffered, so that he could become loyal. It's not that. It's that I needed to see it so that I would know he was that. Mm. When I see the suffering he went through, when I read that and I hear that, then I recognize, oh, I bet he's merciful. Oh, look at how faithful. It's, it's actually my lack that he is completing, not something intrinsic in him. It's easy to take for granted and forget how much we need mercy. Lord, be merciful to me, a mm, sinner. Yeah, um, and 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 to see what it cost for Him to be merciful and to provide that mercy. Uh, you know, I, I see the value of the faithfulness or the allegiance demonstrated to me that there's nothing He held back from Himself, and we are called to that kind of faithfulness. And likewise with the mercy that He was willing to lay it all down to bring about a forgiveness for me mm. and and an aid. I mean, where the chapter ends, that he suffered, 
he was tempted, he's able to aid those who are tempted, that there's a mercy that comes from him even now in the moment of my temptation that I need so desperately. It's it's a mercy to be freed from fear of death and fear of the devil. This is tremendous mercy. Uh, you know, without his light, we, we wouldn't even appreciate how blind and lost we are. Mm. And the loyalty we see from him, the fact that he was willing out of mercy for us to go to the cross. Mm-hmm. I, there, there's, I have no question about his faithfulness and his loyalty. If he's going to do that, what will he not do for yeah, me? Exactly, exactly. And so he is perfected, not, not strictly in the sense of something that he was intrinsically lacking, but because of what I needed. And when I realized that, all of a sudden, even his mercy and his faithfulness becomes even stronger because I see how merciful he was. It's like, he, he could have just told me. Mm-hmm. He could have said, look, would you guys mm-hmm. just believe me? I'm merciful. I'm faithful. Come serve me. But because he knows what we need, what he what would help us in his mercy and his faithfulness, he went through this suffering. He went through this death. And now what I need to learn is to have faithfulness to him. Mm-hmm loyalty, surrender, and I recognize that when I'm tempted, I can turn to him. Yeah, I can turn to him. I know I can because I know what he did for me and my sins. It's yeah. such a powerful, powerful picture. It's amazing. It is. And uh, we're so glad that you've joined us today for Text Talk. We're going to have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for your word. We thank you for the interesting way in which Hebrews is written, that we, we, we get these themes introduced to us and these ideas that we're going to be able to explore and understand even better as we go along. But today, Father, certainly my heart is, is captured at the idea of Jesus, the merciful and faithful high priest. Uh, I thank you so much, Father, for the sacrifice, for the propitiation. I thank you, Father, that he has known temptation and will come to our aid. And so, Father, I pray for that aid for myself, for all who join me in this prayer. As we face trial, temptation, fears today, please, Father, may we feel your aid and your comfort. Please lead us through this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.